Have you ever been told at some point in your life that you are not good enough, smart enough, strong enough, rich enough, or any reason really? This podcast is meant to teach, motivate, and inspire you to never lose sight of what your true passion is and to always believe you are far more capable than you think. Welcome to the Why Not Me podcast with your host, David Florence. Each week, we'll bring you a special guest that will truly motivate, inspire, and encourage you to never lose sight of who you are, what it is you're meant to do, and to offer valuable advice on what steps you can take to help you believe in yourself, achieve your dreams, and ultimately lead you to discover your purpose, passion, and drive. I didn't think I was worthy, whether it's because I was quote unquote just a trainer or I was kind of playing down what I love to do, what my level of expertise was. And so that was really my introduction to personal development. And from that moment, like that whole workshop, April, 2014, that conference, I dove into books. I mean, of course, Todd Durkin gave us a list of just the most rich books ever. I read all those books. I got all the PDFs. I took all the workshops, got all the lessons. I started meditating, started taking care of myself. And through that process, started building up my self-belief. And not only am I worth it, but I believe I can do it. Is it going to be hard? You bet. But it'll be worth it because it's my dream. It's my path. Welcome back to the Why Not Me podcast with your host, David Bohorentz. Today, we have a special guest and friend of mine, a fellow masterminder, Coach D out of the great state of Massachusetts. Coach D has 25 years of fitness industry experience. She is also a founder and coach by Fierce by Choice. She's a motivational speaker, personal trainer coach, and has created most recently a Fierce Habits handbook. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. So welcome to the show, Coach D. Great. Thank you. Uh, Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. I always love chatting with fellow masterminders and rock stars, and it's fun just to share what we're doing and how we can support each other and help all the the people in the audience as well. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we appreciate being on and taking time out of your day. I know we're all busy these days. I appreciate that very much so. So we're going to jump right into it. If you will, uh, let us know a little about yourself and who Coach D is and kind of where you're from originally, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I go by Coach D. My my name is Dareth Cass. Um, I adopted Coach D. Someone asked me just the other day when I started using that name, and it was back around 1999, uh, 2000, so a long time, because Dareth was hard to say, and people just started calling me D, and then I kind of just adopted the coach in front of it. So I've been using that for forever, and that's all my clients you know, uh, ev- almost everybody refers to me as Coach D. But I was born and raised in Texas. I, um, you know, it's funny people always ask too, like, "Where's your accent?" So right. I, I, I hear it comes out if I get a little fired up. So it, depending right. on how excited we get today, it might come out, right. or if I have, you know, maybe a large glass of wine. Sometimes that's when that little Texas accent comes out. But um, yeah, so born and raised in Texas, I was, I've always been a lover of fitness. I've always been a lover of travel and learning and just connecting with people. So I've always done group type of activities and events. So obviously I'm a coach now, but growing up, I was in athletics. I did all the team stuff. I was always involved in like theater and working with a community of people. And that has held true through the fierce life that I coach today. Uh, I love coffee. Um, I could have coffee all day long. <laughs> um, and like you said, you know, I've been in the industry for 25 years and over the last, since 2014, so almost eight years really now, I dove into just focusing on women's wellness. And that's really where Fierce came out of. Mm-hmm. And just, it just clicked. There's something about kind of this holistic approach with focusing on the mindset piece, the fulfillment piece, the fitness, the nutrition and the friendships that were cultivated through that community. Again, that community is reappearing. Um, That's really where my focus has been over the last eight years. And and I've just, I love it. I absolutely love it. I do a lot of habit transformation coaching now. That's where the bulk of my my hours and time and energy goes into. And I love the, the evolution of what we've been able to do. Right. And part of this show that we're, you know, as we bring people on who really had had and is having an impactful uh, you know, presence in the community is reason one of the biggest reasons why I was excited to bring you on. But 
<laughs> also to just still tell people about your story personally and the path it took to kind of get you there. And so if could you take a minute and just talk to us about that path of kind of where you are now, how and what it took to kind of get you there. How challenging was that like for you along the way? And really what was that overall experience like for you? Yeah. Um so I it's interesting that you're asking me these questions because I actually have a, a women's conference coming up and I'm sharing a, a bit of my story. I'll shorten it for, for today's, um, you know, audience, but uh, you know, easy, no way. It's always worth it, but it's never, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like to use the words never and always, but it's rarely we'll say easy. And I've even likened it to riding a bike down a railroad track. It's like, Right. You know you're going forward, but it's bumpy and, you know, your handlebars are shaking left and right, but you're, you're like determined to keep going. So I, I had kind of given up on, quote unquote, living my dream back in 2012. I was married at the time and I, I kind of had this realization one day that I didn't know who I was. And by, it wasn't his fault, but I, I was living his life. And right. You know, there was beautiful moments of that life, of course, like in any dream, like there's very vivid, beautiful pieces, but it wasn't my dream. Right. And you have this realization where you think, where am I? Who am I? How did I get here? What's going on? And at the same time, you feel guilty for having those thoughts because you think I have everything I should want. We had right. plenty of money. We were traveling a world. We had the house, the cars, the everything. Shouldn't I be grateful? People would love to have this life. How dare you right. want for more? But I didn't want more materially. I wanted more in my heart, in my spirit. Like that part, my wings were clipped right. and I was stuck. And I just kind of became this chameleon and I did what I needed to do. And I said what I needed to say. And I put on the clothes and I put on this smile and I was the good wife. And I did that for a long time until... It was like eating you up inside right. to the point where you're so confused. You're questioning everything that's coming out of your mouth. You're questioning every thought in your head. And I was like literally praying like divine intervention. Please let something give me a sign. And I got an email from PTI West, Personal Trainer Institute West, mm -hmm. which is a conference for, for fitness professionals. and. It was in Seattle in April of 2014. So at this point now, um, I'd been married for almost three years. And it was a very challenging daily experience because it was there really was no cohesiveness in the relationship. Right. And so this was like, man, this is my way out. And actually, the, the conference was a few days. Before that, you could sign up for like a one-day workshop. And I signed up for a workshop called A Day of Impact, A Life of Leadership by none other than Todd Durkin. <laughs> and I went to this one-day workshop and I was just, first of all, everything he was talking about felt like he had read my diary. I'm like, how does he know? Right. How does he know all of these thoughts? Like, how can he know? Because you, you think you're the only one going through it. And then when you share, you realize we're all having the same experiences. Like the, the storylines are different, but the themes, the feelings, the human side is the same. Right. He was, I was just, you know, I couldn't get enough. And realizing in that workshop that it was, yes, I was searching for Dareth. Who am I? What is my dream? What do I want to do? But also I was searching for worthiness. And that's really where the biggest obstacle was. I didn't think I was worthy. Mm -hmm. whether it's because I was quote unquote, just a trainer, or I was kind of playing down what I love to do, what my level of expertise was. And so that was really my introduction to personal development. And from that moment, like that whole workshop, April, 2014, that conference, I dove into books. I mean, of course, Todd Durkin gave us a list of just the right. most rich books ever. I read all those books. I got all the PDFs. I took all the workshops, got all the lessons. I started meditating. I started taking care of myself. And through that process, started building up my self-belief. And not only am I worth it, but I believe I can do it. Is it going to be hard? You bet. Right. But it'll be worth it because it's my dream. It's my path. Right. And that was about like a six-month period, April to almost October, and then I got another email and it was Todd's three and a half day mentorship. It's like, of course I'm going. This guy has changed my life in a matter of a day. 
And so I decided to go to this three and a half day mentorship. This is October, 2014 now. Mm-hmm. And that was, there's just no words. Like I could say life-changing, but that's, that's right. calling it short, you know, on an epic level. Um, it's kind of one of those you had to be there, but it was a transformative chunk of time in my life. I met some key people who are now big parts of my life. Um, and it was, it was that extra push I needed to say, I've been doing some work for six months. Now, how do I kind of bring it all together? And through the community, again, a theme that's been popping up in my life through right. the pods direction and the other coaches that were there, I came up with the idea for fierce. And I was like, this is it. Fierce is not only who I used to be like someone who's feminine, but strong, right. you know, very, very curious, but, but had a good head on her shoulders, right. kind and brave. And instead of taking whatever I got, asking for what I want. And it was still, that was still a very difficult period of time. At this point now we're in marriage counseling. Of course, anybody that's been through divorce or, or any kind of big breakup, you know, it's just heart wrenching, even right. if it's what you want, it's, right. it's, it's heartbreaking. And right. that I'm glad we did therapy, but it was very clear in the therapy that it was, we had already kind of made our decisions. It just made it more amicable. Right. And I moved out of a a very large home into this wee apartment, you know, and, and, and they say everything's bigger in Texas. I think everything except that apartment is like right. this, you know, as big as a box, um, but it was mine and it didn't matter. Right. And that was slowly that catapulted me because after I launched fierce, I, 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 I basically reached out to high school friends and said, I don't really know what I'm doing. Cause that's true. I know fitness. I know how to get you in shape. I love it. I will motivate you every single day, but I have no idea outside of that, what we're going to do. And I basically did a two week challenge. And I said, do you want to do this with me? And they did. But what came out of that was the mindset shifting and flipping of yes, fitness and nutrition are important, but that's just the start. That's like the match. The fire is the connecting with other people and saying, I hear you. I see you. I get it. I'm there too. Let's figure this stuff out together. And it's the self-belief and it's the self-worth and the confidence building, which is what was really lacking. It wasn't how many squats do I do or how many grams of protein do I have, which I'm not saying that's not important, but if you don't have the fire in your soul and the fulfillment in your heart, those other things don't matter. And I found that out very quickly, of course, through my experience, but I was able to share that through these little challenges with fears. And it really only existed online for the first year, because at the time I was working at a country club in Houston and you had to sign a non-compete clause. And the non-compete clause said that basically anything you create, they keep I was like, I'm not keeping my baby. This is fierce. Like I can't, I can't leave this here. So I went to my boss and I said, look, I'm doing this thing. I want to be able to do it simultaneously. How do I do it in a way that doesn't violate the non-compete? And she said, you cannot solicit clients. So we kind of had these ground rules and it was just online only and it worked really well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at this, at the mentorship, I had met Fran. Now at that time, we were all so Fran. So, so, you know, Fran, but audience doesn't know Fran. So Fran is now my fiance, but at the time we met, there was a group of like 10, 10 or 12 key people at Todd's mentorship that we connected and we stayed connected via zoom every single week. Well, over the about six months later, we all had a reunion at this other conference. And at that conference, we had kind of like, something's going on here. Now at this time, we, you know, I was in my wee apartment and things were kind of rocking and rolling and we had some conversations and through our conversations, I said, look, I need about a year to kind of get all this stuff figured out mm-hmm. and then we can move forward. And that's what ultimately brought me here to Massachusetts wow. was saying, okay, I'm ready to move forward, but I need some time to kind of figure those stuff out. Mm-hmm. I was building fierce the whole time. And then I moved to Massachusetts in 2016 and I launched Fierce Live here in Massachusetts. And so now uh, at the end of this month, actually, we're celebrating six years of Fierce um, in Massachusetts. And it's been awesome. It still exists online, especially in the post-pandemic world. But I was able to bring it into a live setting here, which was just 
awesome. It was just awesome. And the tribe has grown and we're, we're doing retreats now and we have fitness classes online and in person. We still do challenges and programs because that's something that's been such a fun community building part of the fierce life. And we're having a blast. I, I, this past year, 2021, I started my first young girls program called I am fierce, same concepts, but you know, at 11, 12, 13 year old level. And it's just fun. I'm I'm having a lot of fun. It is a lot of work. And it's still, there's still those days where you think, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? Right. But now I have the tools to support those thoughts and the community to make, you know, to remind me that we're doing this together. And it feels, it feels really good. Yeah. Just knowing you for the brief period that I've, you know, gotten to know you. And of course, everybody who's listening, I'm a friend as well. I met <laughs> and Fran at a mentorship. And it, she is hundred percent spot on that those events, especially an event, if you have an opportunity to go to a Todd Durkin event, totally game changer for wherever you are in your personal or business career, that switch just flips. It something yeah. just clicks when you're around people who are like-minded or those individuals who are really, I don't know, like you, like you said, you th- is he in my head? Is he right? <laughs> so it's kind of eerie almost a little bit when you're yes. you know, got those things like is um, he's just speaking the words and so they definitely speak to you so i, I can relate to that and 100 yeah. correct in that in that part and for you dareth like what was some of the like along that path when you're going through that you know that personal struggle and you're in that, that that moment where you got that email to to today what was like what was some of the biggest obstacles that you you kind of had to hurdle over, obviously, to kind of get to even starting fears? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one was the transition period, because a lot of people say change is scary. And I, I don't believe I don't believe that. Because to me, change is exciting. We want the change. You know, whether it's a weight loss or it's a new dream or it's you want to make more money or you want whatever it is, we want the change. What terrifies us is the time and the space in between. Mm -hmm. How do I get here? How do I get from here to there? And that was the biggest obstacle because through the period of time in my life where I was kind of this chameleon and trying to be whoever I wanted to be, no one knew the real me because I never allowed anybody to see me. And so when you do that, it's very difficult to reach out and ask for help because you don't really have a lot of friends. Right. You isolate yourself. Um, you don't want people to see the real you. And I think for me, that was one of the biggest obstacles was feeling like I had I didn't know how I was going to move through that transition of knowing what I knew, building up my confidence along the way, but still having right. to quote unquote make the leap or take the leap to get out. And it was, it was heart-wrenching to, to admit number one, that you, that you're in a place that isn't working, isn't aligned, is not where you want to be anymore. And then to say, okay, how can I, how can I take this realization and use it as fuel to move through this, the transition to the change. Mm -hmm. And so the obstacle was, Um, luckily I had been working at that country club that I mentioned. And so I had, I did have a a great income. And so money wasn't an issue. Uh, I was very fortunate for that. I had a successful training business um, through that country club. And so I was able to, you know, money was fine, but I still felt very lost. And again, not having community close friends in those last kind of two years from the time that I had this aha moment in 2012 to 2014 when I got that email. And so it was rebuilding connection and community with people. And I did that through my fierce challenges Mm -hmm. because I didn't really have that anymore. And so rebuilding that and saying, this is where I am. I'm not proud of it. Um, It's, it's, challenging. It's embarrassing. You feel weak, you feel vulnerable, you feel like you made mistakes. You know, now, especially in a divorce, you're you're telling your family and friends like, okay, we just had this wedding like three years ago, or we had this big old party and did all these things. And here we are breaking up. And so there's a lot of embarrassment and shame that was popping up 
Mm-hmm. And what I realized though, is as those feelings were coming up by rebuilding a community through these fierce challenges and sharing, this is what I'm doing. This is what I felt. This is what I'm going through. Other people were like, yeah, we get it. And not that everybody was going through a divorce, but again, right. the storylines are different. The themes are the same. So the feelings can be the same regardless of circumstance. Right. And I think that was probably the biggest obstacle was admitting that I had made a mistake, knowing that it was going to take some time to move through this transition period and then reaching out to a community or reaching out to women to rebuild a community that I no longer had because I had chosen to isolate myself along the way. Right. And do you find that along your path and what you're doing and establishing and building strong women and even from, I have, you know, my daughter just turned 14. So yes, <laughs> looking for that role model, right. Of, of strong, successful women, you know, in the career path of that, they're whatever path they're choosing or trying to decide on, especially at that age and the influences that they can have around them. Was there one person along that path that helped you? Uh, one particular person, male or female, that really kind of helped guide you down that along the way? You, when I was younger or during this transition? When you were younger. Like My school. mom. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh. And so like that role model, which I know... There are some people out there, as I've heard, especially with my book coming out, I don't have like you're lucky to have your father for those examples. And well, I don't have a father. I don't have a mother. Like, what would you say to that person who didn't have like what we have, like a role model to kind of help you make that decision when it got difficult or or make that tough choice of, hey, this isn't working for you? That's yeah, I love that question. Um, You know, Todd Durkin obviously we got to meet him, but he is a distant mentor also. Right. And I have a lot of distant mentors in my life. So my mom passed away in 2019, but she's still a mentor of mine. She's still, you know, I can still pull on those, those interactions or examples, but I have a lot of mentors. Brendan Burchard is one of my mentors. I've never met him. Right. I've never you know, I've never sat down in a room with him or, or, or had a conversation with him directly, but I re I look for mentors that align with the beliefs and the inspiration to action that match, that match my ambition, my drive, my heart. So it's like, you know, hearing Todd Durkin speak, even if that had been a video or something I'd seen on YouTube or something, the words would have aligned with, yes, that's me. So I think if you don't have a lot, an actual person in your life that you can call or sit down with face-to-face and talk, you want to look for the words that when that resonate with you that actually create that thought, that's me, that's me, that like, how do they know that that's when you know you're on the path with someone who gets it who quote unquote speaks your language and can guide you in a direction that feels aligned because the, the feelings and emotions that kind of ignited that particular path for that person will be the same for you. So finding alignment, finding um, a match in terms of how you're feeling, and then just the words that resonate. And the beauty of today's world is there's so many Right. There's so many. I think you could type in any kind of keyword search of what you're feeling. How do you move through this? How do you overcome X, Y, Z? And you will find people that resonate and you'll find people that don't. Right. I say go all in or on one or two. It's easy to get overwhelmed and kind of confused if there's too many choices. So if you go with the one or two that every time you hear them speak, you're like, yes, that's me. I need that. I love that. I hear that, that, that will lead you in the right direction. That's yeah, that's great advice. It's especially in today's, today's times where people, even who they think or their so-called mentors, you know, they're maybe not the right person. They're pushing them down a path that's meant for them and not, you know, yeah. really, that's really meant, you know, that they're searching individually. So that's, and that's a lot of the problem, especially that I, I write about in my book is we we're so mentally focused on what others want 
us to do, we think that's the path meant for us. Yeah. And in fact, it's just the opposite. It's what what is burning inside of you that wants to come out to push you. That's there for a reason, right? Why is that fire being lit? And who's who's lighting that fire for you? What person is is helping you along that way? And 100%. and and that is, I think, people uh, as individuals, we need to listen to that more because uh, I think that helps us really gives us the answer that we're seeking out versus trying to consistently get that validation from somewhere else. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that people um, are afraid of getting out of their comfort zone. So it's very easy to kind of follow the masses like, well, they're doing that. You know, I'll, I should probably do that, too, or or defying common definitions of success. Mm-hmm. I think that's another area where people, we get so caught up in, in conditional definitions of success that we're afraid to break the mold. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you have those whispers, like those are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're there for a reason, not that it's going to be easy, but that's the fire. That's the, you've got to go in the direction that, that, that pulls you in that in that way mm-hmm. and finding the people that match that message a hundred percent. Right. And that leads us to what, what career, what job, so-called a job that's meant for us to do. Right. But yeah. particularly just for you and getting back to your, your career and the path that you took, what was that feeling for anyone, for those who are listening, who are maybe struggling or want to start that business or have an idea and are afraid to kind of take that leap? What was that feeling for you? Like, when you first stepped into that business, it was truly yours, like, and yours alone, nobody else. You didn't have to go punch a clock, so to speak. It was, it was, it was coach D's business. And yeah. what was it feeling like for you? And what would you say to that person who's struggling right now? They're like that. Yeah. They can do that as well. Yeah. Um, so fierce came out of, I actually found a quote So I call the two emails I got from Todd Durkin and this one quote that I'll share with you in just a second, I call those divine intervention. Mm -hmm. And they're about six months apart from one email to the second email and about six weeks from the second email to the quote. And I was literally, this is after the mentorship. And I was like, okay, like I I got some momentum. I have some, my self-worth, my self-esteem, my my self-belief was building back up. That muscle was working again. And I was like, but there's, there's like something missing. I, I just need a little bit of, I need one more little nudge. And I found this quote on Pinterest, like on Pinterest, scrolling Pinterest. Um, just side note, if you do go on Pinterest, set a timer because it can be a black hole. Right. But I, thought I was on Pinterest, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And this quote came up. I mean, I get like, I get chills and I get choked up every time I say this quote, every time I see this quote, it's now on, on cards that I hand out. And it doesn't have a name who penned it. So I can't give that person credit. But the quote says this, this is the year I will be kinder, braver, and unstoppable. This is the year I will be fierce. And this was the end of 2014. This is December. So it was on the verge of like going into 2015. It was just like, absolutely, you know, again, divine intervention and the fierce is like, that's it. And when you get that moment, that's, that's it, you, you realize it doesn't, you don't have the answers to how you don't know how you're going to do this, but it doesn't matter. That's how I knew I was on the right path because for the first time it wasn't well. And of course I had the doubt. I had the, the resistance pops up. Mm -hmm. Like what if this fails or what if that comes that's human nature. But when you get that feeling of this is it, the how doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the how it's like, I'm doing that. I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. And that's what it felt like for the first time almost ever in my life. Maybe there was like a little surge of it, uh, you know, a couple, a decade earlier, I had had this amazing opportunity with a company called Les Mills, where I was a trainer with them and I got to travel and coach. That mm-hmm. was very fun, but it was under somebody else. So like you mentioned, it was on their terms. Right. They, they dictated, dictated all the parameters of that job. This time it was completely free. So on one hand, you think the possibilities are endless. And on the other hand, you think the possibilities are endless. Like there's so many choices, <laughs> but it was always, I'm going that way. 
I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I know the direction that I'm going. And it was just to keep going, keep moving, keep pushing forward. And knowing that as long as I'm keep going in that direction, I'm on the right path, even with a stumble, even if I don't know the answer to something. And it felt it, it was that power, kind of this, this power that just kept pulling you forward. So would you say that was for you, your quote unquote dream job? Like that was kind of what's, what's meant for Dareth, like, or what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's totally my dream. It's, it's, I always say if I had a superpower, it would be that the women I trained could see themselves the way I see them (laughs) because they're, they're extraordinary. Like, I mean, it's from, oh, they're so strong and they're so powerful. And that's really what fierce is about. It's about allowing you to see what you're capable of, of what allowing you to see what you're capable of doing and believing that your it, whatever your it is, is possible for you. And that's, I didn't know that that's exactly what I wanted to do until I went through this catastrophic, basically hit rock bottom to the point where I was able to build myself back up. I was like, I want everybody to feel what this is like. I want everybody to feel what this is like. And so presenting on stage, dream, taking women to, to different countries or just here in the States on a retreat. And they have these realizations of what they're capable of doing. Dream, just doing a workout where it's like you were exhausted when you came in here, but you showed up and we did it. And you're leaving with more energy than when you started. Dream. All of those pieces are, are dreams for me. And um, it's really fun to see it kind of come come all together. <laughs> I love watching your stories and the people that, you know, the constant coaching, the little, even if it's a 15, 20 second, your posts, your social media <laughs> posts, anyone who's having a bad day, just follow Dareth and we'll get to her social handles <laughs> oh, later. <thank> you. <laughs> She'll pick you up pretty quickly. Just, just with that little one watch, I, I can almost guarantee it. Thank uh, you. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So <laughs> what advice though, would you give to anyone? Is it like from a I hate to use the term like technical steps, like to to that success. Like it didn't just happen. You had you worked hard to kind of get there. Oh, yeah. right? So, is there some steps that you would advise anyone who's listening? As you know, at least uh, this is where I you know obviously you started, but like you also have to do X, Y, and Z to kind of get there. Some of the things that I write about are some of the mistakes that I made, kind of, on, and then some tips that people can follow. And not that all of our mistakes are going to be the same, but like what, what particular action steps would you say, Hey, make sure, or advise you at least try and do these things along the way. Yeah. Um, number one is deciding your direction. That's the first. And of course the way to get there is going to change you again. You don't have to know all the steps, but know where you want to go. Start with that because when you know that, and when you stay connected to that, so I would stay connected to that by either a consistent practice of journaling or tapping into it with, with, you know, what we call, you know, weekly goal setting, things like that to stay connected to that direction. That's, I think that's number one, because if you lose sight of that, it's very easy to take advice from a lot of different resources versus the one or two that we were talking about earlier. Like that is on path. That's not on path. And a way that has backed that I, a work that I have done that definitely evolves, but allowed me to identify what the, that path is and who I should take advice from is to know your core values. Because if you don't know what's important to you, everything can feel important to you. And it's what I love about core values is that it's such an easy way to figure out what yes and no is. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. You're like, is that one of my core values? Yes. Great. I will entertain the idea. Whether I do it or not, it's in the yes pile. If it's a no, it's a hard no. And that was something that it that takes time, especially when you're doing something new because you don't really know. But if you give yourself the opportunity to tap into what, who do I want to show up as? How do I want to show up? what's important to me, it's so much easier to refine your next steps because you know what falls in the yes and no category. The other thing I would say is don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. I mean, you, your dream and your passion and your vision, all of that can be your own idea, 
but you've, again, in order for you to stay connected to that, you've got to have some support in all the, what I would call low value tasks that need to be done to either build a business or, you know, work on a passion project so that it frees you up to do the high value tasks, the things that you're really good at. And I didn't do, because it was kind of a side business for a while, I tried to do everything by myself, everything. Right. From You name it, I did it. And number one, you burn out. Number two, it's very easy then to create space between you and your dream because you have all this other stuff that you're doing in the middle that, that creates separation. So I would say hire out as much as possible. I know when you first get started, there's not a lot of extra money, but you can trade out. You can, you know, do um, contra- like independent contracting. You can do little side jobs here and there just to get you going. And again, in today's world, mm-hmm. I mean, with Google and all the online programs, the cost is minimal these days to find out how to do anything. But I would say build a team, build a team in your business and outside your business and outside the businesses, friends, family, those people that are in your community that are going to keep reminding you of what that big dream is. And then you have the people on the inside of the business to do some of the things that you really don't need to be spending energy on because they aren't tied to the, to the heart, the heart drive of this particular passion or journey. Right. And then energy, (laughs) that's the (laughs) other one. And it's funny because a lot of trainers who are, you know, you think are supposed to be the people when it comes to workouts and food and, you know, sleep and doing all the things, all the healthy habits to keep you on track. When you're busy, sometimes that's the first thing that goes. Any parent knows, like when you, when you have kids, the first thing that goes is your own self-care or it's a busy time of the year. And a lot of people think they've just lost their motivation, but what's really true is that you've lost your energy Mm -hmm. because I guarantee you have motive. You have a million motives of why you want to do your dream, follow through and and hit, you know, whatever that mark is for yourself. But a lot of times we don't have the energy to back up that motive. We can't follow through. So you've got to do the very unsexy necessities. You got to move your body. You don't have to crush it. You don't have to do burpees if you don't want to or run, but you got to move your body on a regular basis. You've got to eat well, you've got to drink your water. You got to get your sleep, baby. And then Um, the other piece of energy is your mind. And that's, I mentioned journaling earlier. I love journaling to me. It's one of the fastest ways to gain clarity. I think we have a lot of thoughts in our head and when you can get it out on paper, it just kind of organizes it all. It gives it a place to go and it allows you to understand some of the feelings and emotions on a higher level. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, a coach, you need a coach. And for me, um, I have lots of coaches in my life. I have business, actually I have two business coaches. I have a, I have a trainer, a health coach trainer that does my nutrition and my workouts, even though I can do them myself, I want someone else to do them because I don't have my brain behind someone else's brain. Um, and then I also have, man, I have a, a Reiki coach. I have, I don't have a, like a traditional therapist, but I have a couple of people that are kind of in that realm that help me that we chat and we talk and we work things out. And so I would say a coach that can help guide you in the areas that you're struggling in because they give you an outsider's perspective. They, they when you're starting your own business or doing your own thing, there's so much emotion and heart tied into it that it's very difficult sometimes to break away from that to make objective, logical decisions. And a coach allows you to do that. And they also keep you accountable. I think most people, especially when you're on your own, like, well, no one's going to know if I don't do this. And I got in trouble with that early on. So it's like, "Ah, it's just me. Who cares? Well, your business eventually cares (laughs) because if you're not doing those things, Uh, it really starts to show. And so you need someone that's going to keep you accountable when you're, when you're a solopreneur and doing the thing on your own, because it's very easy to, to kind of let things kind of sweep them under the rug and they'll just come back and haunt you later. So I think those are probably the areas that I, I needed the most guidance in now looking back that I wish I had done a little bit more to, uh, put some time and effort into those areas at the beginning. Right. That's, that's fantastic advice. And it's, so important to form that network 
of yeah. you know when you are starting just starting out or trying to figure things out whether you know you're starting a business or a new job or just anything in life really is to find that support system that can help you along the way and don't try and figure it all out yourself uh, you know we you're going to make mistakes that is totally okay it's yeah. uh, finding those individuals and it, you said it earlier i mean google's an amazing thing right you can just get, hop on that internet and find some support uh, especially in other areas where you're not the expert really focus on those areas to the listeners that focus those things that you do have strengths in, and what you, it's okay to admit where you're not strong in to get that assistance and to get that help or to hire them if you can so fantastic advice leading to the next question really is what is um, Coach D currently working on? Any special projects you have going on uh, you want to share or talk about or what's something that's in the works or? Um, yeah. Share with yeah. Us? You know, we're in this fun time where we're, <laughs> we, we went from what is going on with the pandemic to, okay, we got into a groove, really a survival groove for a while, right? We're like, I just got to keep going. Just got to keep going. Just got to keep going. And then it was like, okay, new normal. And then we were thriving for a little bit and then it's flipping back into how, you know, normal can we get back to? And so it's been such an interesting fluctuation. And I think now's the time to rise up and, and push yourself forward. We're tired. People are, the conversation very much has been like, I'm burnt out. I'm a little bit tired. I feel kind of lost, which makes sense. If you look back, it's like, yeah, there's been so much uncertainty and it feels like every time you just get your feet on the ground, something else changes. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt that in my business. So one of the things that I've cut out is trying to do a lot of new things. So looking back at the history of Fierce now, almost, you know, eight years when I kicked it off six years in Massachusetts, looking at the things that went really well and being able to duplicate those now in this, with this new awareness Mm -hmm. and this new um, a realization of what truly is important to people. So that looks like we have a retreat coming up in Lenox, Massachusetts in the middle of October. And, oh, I'm excited about that. I love retreats. This will be our sixth retreat and it's an opportunity. It's kind of like the best of both worlds, you know, or all worlds. We have girl time, you have solo time. We have, we definitely journal. We definitely move our bodies. We definitely talk about food. And then there's a lot of peeling back the layers in the brain and giving, giving everybody some space to explore what it feels like and what it looks like away from the day to day. So that's coming up. I have my, I am fierce girls program coming up again in November. I'm, I love it. It's, I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel working with girls that age. So they're 11 to 13 and it's profound. Yeah. Their transformations in five to six weeks, it's, out of this world, when they stand up and they are coaching the other girls in the program, or they stand up and they'll, they'll talk about some fight they had at school and how they resolved it through some of the things that we worked on in the program. And it's just, it's mind boggling and absolutely delicious. I love it. Um, we actually have a conference coming up in a couple of weeks and I, I have a keynote at that conference that I'm thrilled to do. And so I'll be able to present there and I have some other present, you know, presenting opportunities in 2023. And then the other thing that I actually haven't told anybody, but I'll tell you is um, it's called FFWW fierce female warrior weekends. And the reason why I wanted to start these is because the retreats are great, but a lot of people cannot commit Mm-hmm. to being gone that length of time either for work commitments, family commitments, or maybe financial commitments. It can be, it can add up cost-wise. Mm-hmm. And so I thought if I could do like a Friday at noon to a Sunday at noon, where we do this deep dive, but quick and efficient immersion into what does it mean to live a fierce life, which is fitness, of course, fuel, right. all the things we've talked about today, fulfillment, friendship, fun, all those things. If I can jam pack that into a pretty much 48 hours, I think a lot of people could take advantage of it because it's doable. You're not far. And it would be, I would go to a location and have it there versus people trying to travel towards me. So I would go to different States, different gyms and do this program inside that gym and they can continue it on long after I've gone. And so that's, that's in the works. Again, I don't know all the steps. I don't know exactly how I'm going to figure it out, but I know I will. 
And it's something that's so near and dear to my heart that, um, you know, I'm fired up to, to release it out into the world. (laughs) And it's so needed to like, it's, I mean, especially again, I can't preach it enough that what the young, younger kids go through day in and day out and nothing that we've ever had to endure like at that age. No, no different. So have those programs at the ready for them. It's going to make a huge difference. So I'm excited to see it and hear more about it. And we'll yeah. definitely, bring, we'll bring it to our part of the country to, to yes. put it in our locations as well. So 100%. we may be your first customer, so we can, Ooh, <laughs> I love it <laughs> right down here, but also anyone who is wanting to get up to beautiful New England during the fall and to one of their coach D's retreats, I highly suggest, I mean, just the fall in New England, you can't beat it, right? Oh, oh yeah. And this Lenox, Massachusetts is like the leaf peeping area. I know like prime leaf peeping. It's October <laughs> 16th to the 20th. So it's just, the colors are just, they're vibrant and they're everywhere. Right. And anyone listening now, we're I'm out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm from originally Connecticut. So I miss those yeah. you know, the leaves. And so that's such a pretty time. One of my favorite times of year. Definitely. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, because we touched on it earlier, is your your handbook, your fierce. Uh, talk to us about that, that a little bit about your fierce habits handbook. Okay. Yeah, I actually created that for a challenge I was doing. It was a a fierce habits challenge, and it was at the beginning of the year. And I created that book just for the challenge. I wasn't even planning on putting it out there outside of that group. Mm-hmm. It was a six-week program, and we just dove into all the areas of, you know, of the the handbook. And when we were done with the program, all the ladies like, "You should, you should give this to other people. This is really good." And I thought, "Oh, well, thanks." Um, I just wanted to be a cohesive kind of collection of all the things that we were talking about in the challenge, the main stuff: mm-hmm. fitness, fuel, and mindset. Right? It all. To me, it all comes down to that. You got to move your body. Right. You got to put good stuff in your body if you want to be able to move your body. And if you're, you know, if your mind isn't in the right place, none of that other stuff matters. But it's this, it's this trifecta. One builds on the other, and it's incomplete if one of those is missing. And so it was an important, um, these were important concepts that I wanted to share. And I wanted people to have something that they could refer back to over and over and over and over again. And so it turned into this uh, habit handbook and I love it. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, I peeked at it a little bit before we got on this call. So I was yeah, like, oh, nice. First time I've actually seen it. I was like, well, this is awesome. So <laughs> print that off and hand it out to my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. Yes. Please do so. Yes. Um, so one of the things I like to ask, uh, you know, along the way with this podcast, when I bring people on is other areas of interest, you know, especially if we're all in the fitness industry and, you know, we all preach the same, hopefully the same language of getting healthy and living a good lifestyle. What's something outside of the fitness industry that Coach D likes to do that sparks her interest, takes her away from the day-to-day the hectic life you have in and out of your business? So what what's something that pulls you out of that area and kind of relaxes you? Yeah, um, coffee, <laughs> which is funny <laughs> to say that it relaxes me, but there's there's something about the whole ritual around it. I've done coffee tasting tours. Um, I've gone to all kinds of different coffee shops. I I love it. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm like an expert by any means, but I love it. Um, wine similarly, and I know a little bit about wine. Um, I did do a lot of trips to Napa, and I did learn about different you know the different ground that that wines are grown in and how it changes the taste and if they're grown in Washington versus California or if they're grown here in the Northeast. Um, uh, that's that's something that's really interesting to me. I love learning about when you smell it, you know, what do you smell and does that come out in the taste and all, right. all kind of the components of, of wine tasting. I love hiking without a phone and uh, earpods, <laughs> um, being out in nature that will pull me out. And that is, it's funny. I had someone tell me the other day forced, um, she has to do forced time in nature. Mm-hmm. And I thought it, that's what it feels like at first, because it, it you have to interrupt the daily pattern, but the second you're there, you're, it, it it doesn't matter. It, you know, you're, you're like, you know, you could be there for hours if you had the time to. Right. So hiking, but also the beach. 
So being a complete beach bum, um, it's just funny because when, when we go to the beach, the boys get in the water, they body surf and they boogie board and they do all throw footballs. And I literally like just lay there on the beach. So um, right. hearing the ocean, soaking up the negative ions from the sand. I, I love that. And then travel. Um, I could travel. I could live out of a suitcase. I, I've never done it, but I say it could probably last six months going wow. all over the place, different hotels, flights. I love, I traveled a lot when I worked for Les Mills. I was traveling almost every weekend and I loved it. Yeah. Um, I love being in places where I've never seen those things before. I love how it expands my brain. I love the new ideas that are sparked when I'm in a brand new environment. Right. And I love just listening and watching people. I think that's that's one of the most fascinating things we can do. Yeah, I agree. It's a step out of the that little normal day to day life and and just remember there's other there's other things that matter and relax yourself too. So yes, a hundred percent. I have to ask you about like with everything that you've accomplished and you know your handbook and your journey along the way of of all the knowledge gained. Would you consider like writing and you maybe already maybe it's in the back of your mind. You maybe think about this, but putting it all like since we're on this mastermind group, but like putting a book out there of uh, just really telling your story, like a memoir or something to. Yeah, so other people can who maybe experience that same thing can hey that they may not believe there's hope and you know there's you know I I can't I can't do this or I can't succeed. What have you ever thought about that or? You know I have. Um, it's come up lots of different times in in usually in very long journaling journaling sessions or when I'm able to completely separate myself from the day to day because when you're in the day to day, the first thing you think is I don't have time. I don't have time to write. Who has time to write a book? Uh -huh. um, it's so easy to talk yourself. You know, yeah. um, it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. And so it has come up, I would say a handful of times since 2012. And um, ironically enough, again, you know, in this, this um, presentation I'm giving in a couple of weeks, I, I say that, you know, 2012 was the year that I really did give up. Like I, that was when I stopped believing in my dream. Mm -hmm. And if I ever wrote a book, the title would be the me I didn't know because that's exactly what it felt like. It was the me I didn't know. It was me, but I didn't know that me because it was a fake me. It was the chameleon. It was the put on that million dollar smile and say what you need to say to, to fit in with the group that you were in, which was not not my people wasn't my thing. Right. And that was the catalyst though. And isn't it, it's always that way, mm -hmm. right? It's like the, 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 the trauma, the, the, the biggest obstacle, the thing that breaks your heart in a million pieces ends up being the thing that catapults you forward. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the title. Um, and I think it would be a fun, it would be a very fun project to dive into. I think it'd be very cathartic. I think there would be moments where it would be a good reminder of right. how much we all overcome to get to where we are. So yeah, it's, it's, it's quote unquote on the list, but I don't have a, a, a release date, uh, on the calendar yet. <laughs> well, we'll follow that. Now you stole my next question. So now we know the day. <laughs> so. I do. I, I've had that title in my back pocket for, for a good chunk of time, almost 10 years. Well, uh, we'll have to steer you towards uh, Kelly Watson. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. That's the so, thing too. You have like, you have the people, right? We have the people that we know. Again, if you, if you're tied to the mission, if you're tied to the heart, you're tied to the passion, the other pieces will come. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, well, I can't wait. So hopefully uh, you release that. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. We'll, 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 uh, we'll purchase some and pass those out. So we'll, oh, be, thanks. <laughs> we'll be your first customers again. So uh, one thing kind of leading to like your favorite things to do is what I like to ask a special like talent or something that people, your friends, your family don't know about you. Like what is something that you feel comfortable in sharing? Like fun fact or, you know, like, Hey, I can juggle 300 tennis balls in the air or something like that. Or is there something you want to share or something like that with the uh, listeners? Um, well, I used to make jewelry, which I used to think was always so interesting because it's so like anti-coach D or counter coach D because it's kind of right. feminine and whatever. Right. Um, I don't really make jewelry anymore, but that, that used to always surprise people. Um, you know, now I guess I could do a one-arm push-up. I'm very proud of that. 
Um, That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) um, I love to lift weights. Um, I don't think there's anything that's too... I'm really good at movie quotes. Like if you pull out some random movie quotes, I can, I'm pretty good at figuring out what movie it was from and who said it. We'll have to, we'll, we'll include that on the next uh, Todd Durkin outing. When, <laughs> okay. Okay. When, uh, when, Study when up. Up. Yeah, when Study up. up. That's a fun one. And people say, how do you remember that? I, I, I tend to have a, an odd, what do you call it? An audiographic memory more than a photographic memory. Right. So if I hear something, I'm like, I remember what it was just by the sound. So that, I guess that's a, a special skill. <laughs> that, that, those are a lot of special skills. <laughs> uh, and um, one of the last questions, obviously you're on a podcast called Why Not Me? And one of the things I like to ask is like, what does that mean to you? And what advice would you give to somebody out there who's, you know, maybe struggling or ask them, ask that question of themselves, you know, like they don't think they're worthy of something or some moment. What would you, what is it, what is this, um, what does that mean to you? Well, I lived it. I mean, that, that was really, you know, having this, this moment where I'm, I'm staring up at the ceilings in Seattle, Washington, next to my, my newly uh, wed husband, we'd been together 11 months mm-hmm. and I'm looking like, what, you know, who are you? Why, why are you here? How'd you get here? Where did Dareth go? Realizing I was living his dream again, not his fault. But it was, but I was living his dream. Like, why, if he can live his dream, why can't I live mine? And unfortunately, we weren't able to live ours together. Not that everybody has to make that decision. Mm. But I always was the people pleaser. I always was the say what you need to say, do what you need to do. And it only gets you so far, but it always gets you really far away from who you're supposed to be. And to me, looking around and seeing other people doing it isn't isn't a reason to compare myself. It's proof that it's possible. So I've learned definitely since doing personal development work that when I see someone doing something that I want to do, I used to think, well, of course, like they have this. They had money, they had friends, their dad was in business, whatever, fill, you know, fill the excuses. Mm. And now when I look out, I see that not only is it possible for me, but I can do that and do it in my own way. So I think being able to flip the perspective of lack into abundance, like we talk about that a lot in the mindfulness life, um, knowing that because it exists doesn't mean that there's less for you. It means that it's possible for you. And for anybody who's struggling with it, I say tap in. Like we've got to remember that limits, obstacles, the lack of belief comes from the head. Mm -hmm. But the dreams, the wishes, the will to get there comes from the heart. So you've got to get out of your head. What do people think? What what, what if? What what are people going to think of me? What if this fails? I'm not enough. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have enough money. All the stuff that we say, mm-hmm. you got to get out of your head and into your body and, and, and get grounded. And the best way to do that I have found is through meditation or prayer, you know, whatever works for most people and journaling. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's in your head until you write it out. And when you write it out, you can connect it to your heart. And when you connect into your heart, that's where all the answers are. The path is always there. And the obstacles that you perceived were in your way become the way when you let go of the thinking mind and tap into the feeling of like of your soul and your spirit. Wow. That's a good, that's a good note to end it on. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping the knowledge, knowledge bombs and quotes uh, consistently. Love it. Um, there you so, go. <laughs> no, that uh, you, I mean, you hit it spot on is if we can just get out of our own way sometimes and out of our own head, we can accomplish so much and so much and really just taking that step to just to write it down. It's just, you, know, you can say it all you want and we can talk it or dream it. But if you, if you write it, actually, like you said, write it down, visualize it, practice that you get so much out of it. And, uh, it helps you take that next step of, of achieving that dream or even just looking down that path that you can think was meant for you that you can you can you, you can go down that path you just have to take the right steps to get there so that are meant for you and you alone so 
Coach D, it's it's been an honor and oh, love- my pleasure. Look forward to your book. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. And maybe your own podcast someday. And oh yes, on the list. <laughs> and, and your new program. So when you come our way, be sure to look us up. We will uh, of course. Of course. And, and and even share you with our other fellow fitness franchisees in the area. So <laughs> great. Thank you. Uh, so thanks again. I hope you have a wonderful day as well. Yes, and, thank you. And, it was a uh, pleasure being here. I love sharing this. Thank you for doing what you're doing and leading the way and giving everybody the opportunity to share their their reasons why they decided that it is their turn. And it's fun to to like relive this and 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 in the hopes that it inspires other people to follow their heart too. Fantastic. Thanks, Coach D. You have a great day. Pleasure. You too. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's show with Coach Dareth Cass. I know she delivers some very strong business and personal coaching tips and strategies that will definitely impact the way you look at how you may evaluate any given situation you may come across in business and life. If you wish to follow Coach Dareth or contact her directly via email, please check out the show notes for more details. As always, thank you for listening. And if you are enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating, a like, and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember, always ask yourself, why not me? Why not now? Have a great day.